these that are gathered online and in this worship center to worship your Son and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends, we continue our series today, Love Never Ends, Being the Body of Christ. And we look in on Paul's argument to the Corinthian church that there is a resurrection. The great theologian and apostle Paul is trying to defuse a conflict that threatens to divide and undermine the church. He does so with theological brilliance. He knows that some of his listeners are farmers, and so he says, when you put a seed in the ground, what comes up is not a seed, but something that's fantastically different than the seed. And then he quickly moves that argument to Adam. When Adam committed sin, he brought the sin upon all people. And he moves to say, if the first Adam brought death, then the second Adam, Jesus, brings life. What we put in the ground is a body made of the first Adam. But what is resurrected is a body from the first fruits of our Lord Jesus Christ, the second Adam. You see, this issue of resurrection would have divided the church because it goes to the heart of our salvation. Some folk at times said there is no such thing as the resurrection. How could it happen? Why was it so divisive? It went to the heart of what Christ came to do in and for us. Have you ever thought about what would happen if there was no resurrection? What would happen if there was no Easter Sunday? You see, Newton's law says this, for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. And if we apply that to the resurrection of Christ, it implies that the resurrection of Christ was an action that sparked a series of reactions. Christ rose, arose and Christianity flourished and was adopted by Constantine and spread around the world. It sparked the Protestant movement and it also gave a reaction to those Christians who came across the ocean to start a land where they could worship God in freedom. They called it the United States, a country that fought in the American Revolution, a civil revolution, a civil war, world, two world wars, conflicts, Vietnam and Korea and Iraq and Afghanistan, set up slavery and then abolished slavery, gave us freedom of religion, which allowed us to go to church on Sunday, pray to God in Jesus' name, get forgiveness of our sins, and claim a life that will be eternal with God. All of that happened, my brothers and sisters, because Jesus arose from the dead. What if Jesus did not rise from the dead? What if Christ did not rise on Easter Sunday morning? His disciples would have been defeated. The church would not have been established. There would have been no Protestant movement or there would have been no establishment of this Christian nation that we live in, one nation under God. There would be no United States, no freedom of religion. There would be no church 
churches and Sunday morning worship or prayers to God in Jesus' name. No forgiveness of sins, no chance to start over if we mess up and no hope of eternal life. We would still celebrate Christmas and Pas- excuse me, and Passover, but there would be no Easter Sunday morning. We would worship on Saturday rather than Sunday, and each of us would come to church with an animal to sacrifice on the parking lot for the forgiveness of our sins. There would be no possibility of reconciliation with God and no hope of heaven. No hope of being healed from our sickness. No hope of ever seeing our deceased loved ones again. No hope of getting a second chance. The late Gardner C. Taylor once said, the resurrection is a necessary conclusion to the crucifixion of Jesus. There needs to be a resurrection because evil must never think that it has to feel all to itself. Rome must never think that it has won. Mass murderers who bomb our buildings and shoot innocent children and schools and in the street must never feel that they have free roam to commit whatever sin they want to. Brothers and sisters, God above judges, I believe, and rules the affairs of God's people. While God gives each of us free will to act, for each evil act, there is an equal and opposite reaction from our God. It is this knowledge that sustains us. We don't know how or when, but we know our God will respond somehow. We need the reminder of Easter because people are out to crush disgrade, mistreat others, and always, we must always know that there is a power that makes for righteousness. There is a power that's greater than us in God's own time and in God's own way. God will respond, I believe, to the sins of this world. Because of the resurrection of Christ, one day bigotry, sexism, ageism, racism, will disappear from this country. We do not know how. We only know that Christ was raised from the dead and therefore truth crushed to the earth will rise again. One day, every evil character, whether it's in North Korea, Russia, China, Iran, from the, or from the penthouse, every evil influence will be crushed. We may not know much about politics, but we know God. God is so high, we can't get over God. God is so wide, we can't get under God. God is so low that we can't get around him. Because Jesus Christ is alive, we have hope that God will rain down God's favor on those who worship God in spirit and in truth and wipe away the tears that it causes so many faithful Christians. As Christians, We celebrate the resurrection of Christ because we know that if he lives, we can live also. If he lives, we can overcome that which threatens to defeat us. If he has been beaten down and arose, so shall we arise in glory. Paul continues to try to persuade the Corinthians that there is a connection between the resurrection of Jesus that impacts on the faith of every single believer. 
there were many in biblical times who believed in the historic fact of the crucifixion of Christ, but they did not believe in the resurrection of Jesus or that his resurrection would have any impact on believers. Paul indicates that the resurrection of Christ is connected to the promises of God to every one of us. If Christ did not rise on from the dead, then all of our preaching, all of our faith, all of our hope is in vain. But the biblical record shows that we are right to trust God's resurrected power because Christ is risen from the grave. But now, is Christ, if Christ is risen from the dead, then it stands the reason that we will arise from the dead because he is the first fruits of God's eternal plan for all of us because Christ lives. We are encouraged not to give up hope because of the bad news that we receive daily because God is still in control of God's world because Christ lives. We are reminded that even in our worst moments, God can lift us up from the jaws of peril and death and persecution and breathe new life into our dreams and hopes and ambitions. If Christ is not dead, then we are not dead. One of the reasons we rejoice over the resurrection of Christ is because of, of its implications for us. He was ridiculed falsely accused and crucified and then buried. But the empty tomb announces to the world, he's not dead. The good news is that if he's not dead, then we can also be raised in glory. The scribes and the Pharisees thought that the crucifixion and the burial of Christ ended it all, that all this silly movement will end with his death. Sunday morning, they were astonished to learn he's not there. They placed guards all around the tomb and sealed it with a seal. But when the stone was rolled away, they had to declare he's not dead. Has the world pronounced your death? Has life situations pronounced death over your mental state? The world saw you when you lost your job or lost of income or lost a loved one or lost your health. But miraculously, you are still around. And they have to say, he is not dead. He is arisen. Some of your critics saw you fail in businesses several times, but yet you're still trying with yet another business venture. Some of them saw when the doctor gave you bad news, but you still have a smile on your face. They can only say, we thought she was gone, but she's not dead. She has been raised in glory. People who saw you struggle in school and fall down once or twice afterwards, but yet you keep on getting up for another round at life, all they can say is, they are not dead. They have been raised with Christ in glory. You see, the real purpose of public crucifixion is not only to kill a person, but also send a message to anyone who follows him that this fate is yours. The scribes and the Pharisees intended to send the message to all of
followers, that there is no reason for you to continue to have faith and hope in this unresurrected being. The fact that Jesus lives restores the faith of the faithful, the faithless, and restores lost hope. It was the songwriter who referred to it when he said, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. I have hope because I'm serving a living Lord who can raise my status in life who can raise my mentality, raise my downtrodden spirit because he is a living Lord. I have a chance to overcome because there is no battle that the Lord cannot win. There is no burden the Lord cannot lift. There is no loneliness that the Lord cannot comfort. There's no promise that the Lord cannot keep. No darkness, no dark cloud that the Lord cannot brighten. No heartache that the Lord cannot soothe. When we fail, don't look for us in the valley, wallowing in pity parties and feeling sorry for ourselves. Because he lives, our God can take our valleys and, and raise them to mountain tops if we stumble along the way. Don't look for us in the midnight of, of despair because our God can take our midnights and turn them into noonday sunshine. If we have disappointments, don't look for us to drown ourselves in the river of tears because God can take away every tear that came in the nighttime because joy does really come in the morning. If we lose a battle, don't look for us to be buried six feet under in defeat because our God can take our defeats and turn them into victories. Because Christ lives, we live. Because he lives, we live also. Because he lives, whatever he has promised will be done. We celebrate the resurrection because it reassures us that because Christ lived, we can reasonably be expected to raise with him. He has promised to prepare a place for us in glory. We can believe that promise because he shows us mercy and gives new evidence of his grace every day in our lives. In fact, because Christ lives, we can expect God to provide a fresh supply of mercy and grace for us every day. Lamentation says, it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because of his compassion fail not. They are not, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. He has promised us each day that we encounter mountains, that he will give us the strength for the mountains. If we encounter or are forced to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that he will walk with us in that valley. If we encounter sickness and trouble that would, would, would threatens to deliver us and take us away from God's hand, he will slay every temptation that comes to harm us. Moreover, God has promised to be with us always in every situation, in every circumstance, to be on, not only that, but to, to be only one prayer away from hearing what we need. That's what God actually promised us. He's promised that he will never leave us, and the resurrection proves 
that God is always with us because he lives. We can expect God to keep on being God. We can expect God to keep answering our prayers. We can expect God to continue being more dependable than Federal Express and UPS because he did what he said. We know that our salvation is ensured and we will be raised in glory. Okay, Paul, what kind, of, what kind of body will we have when we are raised? I don't know. Because when you planted a bean seed in the ground, it did not come up a seed, but it came up something different. I don't know. Because what I do know is what we put in the ground once a body dies, that is perishable. But when it is raised up, it will be an imperishable body. I don't know, but Adam was a, a, a physical being that could die. But Jesus now is a spiritual being. If he was raised in spiritual, we will be raised also in spiritual. I don't know what form it will take, but I do know we will have a body because he lives. We know that we are more than conquerors over the enemies of the cross. When the angels declared that he's not here, he has risen as he said, that sent a message to the world that they should take note. We will never be left alone, that we have a power that's more powerful than any power in the world because he lives. I live also. Finally, this brothers and sisters, we should know that because Jesus lives, our faith is not in vain. In 1966, Time Magazine shocked the nation with a front page cover that asked, Is God dead? It prompted people of faith to take a look at themselves and ask, Are there times that we've acted or feel like God is dead? That That should be a clarion call for all of us that believe in Christ. We should make Time Magazine, if even after all these years, write a retraction and print a new cover that says, because he lives, it would, be, it would include testimonies of millions who have survived sickness when doctors had given up on them, the lost who found their way because he lives, those who doubt whether Christ lives. We pose the question of the songwriter and ask, if God is dead, What makes the flowers bloom? If God is dead, what makes the summer comes in June? If God is dead, who mends a broken heart? If God is dead, who keeps the night and day apart? If God is dead, who can show me where his body lies? I'm so glad I know he lives because he lives in me and lives in you. I can Feel him shining through the night in the stars that shine really bright because he lives. I know that there is no battle that Christ cannot help me fight. I know that there's no burden that Christ cannot help me lift. I know that there's no loneliness that Christ cannot comfort me. There's no dark cloud that the Lord cannot brighten. No heartache that God can't wrap God's loving arms around me and remind me that I'm, am, I am special. I'm reminded of a lady who came to church every Easter Sunday morning carrying a basket full of egg shells. 
the elderly lady, lady went all of Easter, all the Easter egg hunts, and she picked up the shells of the eggs, and she placed them in a basket. Every Easter, her basket was filled with crushed eggs and broken pieces with a big ribbon tied on top of the basket. Someone finally got the confidence to ask her, why are you bringing these broken egg shells to church? She said, I come to church every Sunday and I praise the Lord, but I once had a broken life like these eggshells on the ground. This eggshell right here is for my drunkenness. This eggshell right here is for when I was hooked on drugs. This one is for my faithless living. This squash one shows how a life of sin has squashed the life out of me. But one day, I heard the preacher say Jesus was wounded for my transgressions and bruised for my iniquities, and by his stripes, I'm healed. I was healed. I came to Jesus just as I was wounded and worn and sad, but I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. I don't know about you, but I found out there are some benefits to serving a living God. He can raise me to a new status in life because he lives. I really can face tomorrow. I can stand on God's promises because he lives. I, I can get up if I mess up and start over again in Jesus' name because he lives. There is no mountain too high for God to help me climb. Because he lives, there's no valley of frustration so wide that he cannot help me cross. Because he lives, there is no defeat that I cannot turn into victory because he's on my side. Because he lives, I know that if I falter, he will pick me up and turn me around and place my feet on solid ground because he lives. I know that if I shed a tear, he will dry the tears from my eyes because he can't stand to see what he loves hurt because he lives. I know if trouble comes my way that he will hide me in the secret of his tabernacle. He'll hide me behind his own cloak because he lives. I know that if I run short of this life, of this or that, my God, will supply all of my needs according to his purpose in Christ Jesus. No wonder so many songwriters and this one wrote, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all my fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives, because he hung out on the cross. I have a chance of having everlasting life because he died out on Calvary. My sins have been forgiven. But early Easter Sunday morning, he arose from the grave with all power in his hands, and he declared <clears throat> that the last enemy, the last thing that threatened to separate us eternally from God has now been defeated. The last thing that evil could hold on us to keep us away from our God has been defeated in Christ's resurrected power. Because Christ rose from the dead, there is no more death. There is no more eternal separation from God. But one day God will come and take up residence right here. I read the end of the book. 
read Revelation, you'll see that heaven will come to earth and the dead in Christ will come together in one glorious family reunion. And the tree that was in the garden of Eden, that the fruit made us sin, there will be another tree in the fruit when, when God returns. And that fruit will be in the middle of an everlasting stream that will impart life on every human being. And there will be no more death, no more separation, no more departed from God. God has fixed it so nothing will separate us from the love of God that's anchored in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you that because of your son we can have not only tomorrow but a thousand tomorrows. We know that the shortest part of our existence is now that you have given to us a life eternal that comes after this perishable body is sown and we inherit an imperishable body that will walk and talk with you throughout all eternity. We thank you in the name of our brother Jesus. Amen. Let us stand and sing.